Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. everyone and welcome into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Maddock joined as always on Wednesday by George Kurtz. We have a, a wide world of sports news and information coming for you guys today. Of course, we are going to get your fantasy football teams ready for your semifinal. Hopefully you survived and advanced throughout uh, that absolutely crazy weekend. And unfortunately, we do have to rejoin the show here today with more positive COVID tests. Robert Sala has tested positive for COVID-19. The head coach of the New York Giants is likely not going to be on the sideline this weekend. Tonight's Bulls-Raptors game has been postponed. There are eight Raptors players that are in the health and safety protocols. And none other than Joe Johnson, who is 40 years old, has re-signed with the Boston Celtics a 10-day contract for Joe Johnson. Of course, the NBA passed a new rule that for every player you have in the health and safety protocols, a roster is allowed to add one player on a 10-day contract. We've already begun to see lots of guys uh, re-enter the NBA. Tim Frazier, C.J. Miles, of course, the aforementioned Joe Johnson. I'm really rooting for Michael Beasley to, uh, to end up back on an NBA roster. Our Wednesday headlines here, the Rams beat the Seahawks. They are now tied for first in the NFC West after that awful loss by the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. The Eagles absolutely dominate a, uh, a decimated Washington football team. However, you know, to be fair, I do think that uh, Garrett Gilbert played a little bit better than most people would have given him credit for. And the NHL and their players are skipping the Winter Olympics due to COVID. Huge bummer, right? Huge bummer for guys. Maybe this would have been their only time that they would have gotten in on the Olympic team. So that is, that's not great. And then, of course, we knew this headline was eventually going to be coming Cole Beasley has been placed in the COVID protocols as an unvaccinated player. Cole Beasley is uh, basically a, a mortal certainty to not play this weekend for the Buffalo Bills because he has to miss at least 10 days. So, George, uh, look, I, I saw you seven days ago. We talked about all of this COVID craziness. It has not gotten any better. Major, major disruptions in uh, the sports landscape right now. Yeah, it's not going to get any better, right? It's not. The NHL now is uh, paused until at least Monday. We'll see if they actually start it by Monday. Uh, the NBA, they lost two games tonight, right? You said it. Nets Blazers is gone. Bulls Raptors is gone. So they're canceling games. It's a mess. The NFL is going to try and power through. Uh, a report just came out now that apparently the NFL did threaten to cancel those three games, uh, the Cleveland game, the Washington game, uh, and the Philadelphia game, if uh, – I think I left that – and the Rams game. That was the third game. If – uh, the players didn't agree to these uh, advanced protocols or new protocols, whatever you want to call them here, uh, because the NFL really has, has to figure out a way. All these sports have to figure out a way to get less positive tests. As silly as that sounds, you're going to run out of players. At the NFL, it's over 10% of the league now is testing positive, and it's well over 10%. Now it's approaching 20. So it's an issue here. Uh, NBA is going to go, go through the same thing. So they may have to, uh, uh, even though uh, Commissioner David Silver said, hey, we got to power through, it's not going away. And he's 100% right. It's not going away. No time soon. Uh, we got to find a way to get through this. Uh, NHL is in a little different predicament because of seven teams in Canada. And the, Can and the Canadian government's not going to allow them to do this. Where they, oh, no, no, you, you keep testing. We're not letting guys in who are testing positive because so they're asymptomatic. No, we're not having that. So uh, it's a mess. 
it's a mess right now, Dave, and we're all going to have to get used to this if we want these these leagues to continue play. Yeah, uh, we are. And uh, look, we, we already got a little bit of an update from the NFL. And uh, look, you know, you and I, it's not our job on this show to get into uh, epidemiology or, or morals or ethics or anything like that. But it sounds like what the NFL is moving toward is that players who are not symptomatic. So if you show up to work, you're, you're feeling good. You don't have a temperature, no runny nose, no headache, no sore throat. You're not going to be tested if you are vaccinated. And, uh, you know, I think the most recent reports are that about 90 to 95% of NFL players and staff have been vaccinated at this point. Uh, the NFL did also, I, I didn't see any further reporting on this, but I believe it was Tom Pelissero that reported that the NFL was considering making the booster shot uh, mandatory in addition to the original vaccination by uh, by the NFL. So I, 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 and these, this is famous last words. It does seem at least like the NFL is making a concerted effort so that star players are not going to be missing these games, that they, they are actually placing availability of players as the number one concern at this point. And that's it, a concern, right? They want these guys to play here. And now uh, they can't force the players to get a booster shot, right? We know that. Uh, so that's not going to happen. They're extremely advising it. They want you to, and they're hoping the 95% or whatever the percentage is that are vaccinated will now go out and get the booster shot. Um, I guess it won't be quite that high an amount, but uh, they're encouraging it, recommending it. Uh, their employees, tier one and tier two employees, not the players, yes, they have to get it, I think, by December 27th. So what is that, Monday? They want the uh, the employees to, uh, to get it so they don't, I guess, transmit it to the players here. Hey, it is what it is right now. But like I said, this is not going away. We're going to keep dealing with this. I mean – I don't know when this is going away. Summer, maybe we saw it slows down a little bit, but with no winter here in the Northeast, cold weather, people doing a lot of indoor activities. You got Christmas, you got New Year's, Super Bowl, three big party days coming up. This is going to be a mess. Yeah, and we are actually going to talk a little bit about this in the second half of the show. We're going to take a look at some of the ways to manage your roster in the fantasy football playoffs to utilize all of that space properly, and we're definitely going to be talking about how the COVID testing rules have impacted that. We have an absolutely action-packed, jam-packed, information-packed show for you guys, so if you are still in your fantasy football playoffs, you're playing DFS for the playoffs, don't go anywhere. George and I will be back on Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, so stay on the grid with us here for the next two hours. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Tomatic, joined by George Kurtz. Of course, we got treated to some Tuesday night football last night. I suppose that at least the Rams-Seahawks game was a little bit dramatic. Of course, we got the non-call on the defensive pass interference for the Seattle Seahawks. No, I guess, I guess no real drama in the Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles game. The Eagles got down early in that game, but uh, that one, that one was decided pretty early on. So let's get 
to our fantasy standouts from last night. Uh, we'll start with the Eagles-Washington football team game. Jalen Hurts was insanely efficient in this game. 20-26 passing, 296 passing yards, 38 rushing yards, three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, just uh, uh, incredible, incredible performance from Jalen Hurts. If you did not see his touchdown pass to Greg Ward, I mean – Rolling to his right, absolute dime, just in very, very impressive stuff. Miles Sanders, even with all four running backs active, so Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Jordan Howard were all active. Miles Sanders was the clear lead back, 131 rushing yards, two receptions, 15 receiving yards. Jalen Rager, three for 57. Dallas Goddard continues his torrid run, seven for 135. On the Washington football team side, Look, at least Garrett Gilbert didn't turn the ball over a ton, right? 20 of 31, 194 passing yards. Antonio Gibson did leave for a series. He re-aggravated that toe injury. Didn't run particularly well. Only 26 rushing yards, six receptions, 39 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Jared Patterson came in uh, when Gibson was coming in and out with that toe injury, scored a rushing touchdown. Uh, Terry McLaurin did, you know, two for 51. Good for him. And uh, we've talked a lot about the Washington football team tight ends on this show during our waiver wire segment. So my breakdown for you there is both of them are unusable right now because John Bates and Ricky Seals-Jones are splitting time. George, what did you take away from Eagles Washington football team last night? Uh, well, first thing I took away is Hurts looked healthy, right? Hurts looked healthy, looked uh, just normal self, and he played a good football game. I, I understand the Washington football team was decimated with injuries. I get it. And I didn't give him much of a chance to win this game coming in. I thought they might cover the spread on a late score. They tried to do that uh, for me, but didn't quite come through there. So no shock that Philadelphia won the game. Uh, Philadelphia is now the eighth seed in the uh, the NFC. They're in a tie with Minnesota for that seventh seed, but they lose a tiebreaker right now due to uh, win percentage in common games. That's why uh, Minnesota gets it right now. That could easily change over the next three weeks, even if both teams went out. And I wonder if Philadelphia will win out. They play the Giants this week. Giants that I expect to start, Jake Fromm, with several players not playing. And listen, I can't see Philadelphia losing twice to them. Then they play the same Washington football team again in Week 17, this time in Washington. And then they'll finish up against the Cowboys in Week 18. And again, that could mean nothing to Dallas. I don't think so. I think it will mean something as far as seeding for the Cowboys. But uh, I think Philadelphia's going to get in the playoffs. That's the bottom line here. I think Philadelphia gets in. This run game is taking them a long way, right? Uh, well, I know they're doing it against a lot of so-so to bad teams. I get it. We'll see what they can do against better teams here. But, well, you know, when you run the football, you're putting yourself second and five, second and four, good spots. And Hurts is uh, making the plays. The pass game is getting better, playing better. So this, is, this could be an interesting team come playoff time. It sure could. I mean, and it's a, it is a pretty tight race in there for the seventh seed in the NFC. The Eagles, the Vikings, and the Saints are all seven and seven. The San Francisco 49ers are eight and six. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, we will we will see how it plays out. It's uh, it's pretty interesting there. And, uh, you know, of course, we have the NFC West is is been the most contentious division in the NFL. I suppose I suppose the uh, the AFC West has also been fairly contentious. So right now, the Rams and the Cardinals are both 10 and four, which leads us into our fantasy standouts from last night in Rams Seahawks. Matthew Stafford did what he needed to do. 21 to 29, 244 passing yards, two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns went to Cooper Cup, who went 9, 136, and 2. He has been the best player in fantasy this season. If you drafted him, you're feeling good. Uh, ben Skoronek outproduced Odell Beckham, playing half as many snaps. Van Jefferson had a quiet night. Very interesting, though. Sony Michelle played very far ahead of, uh, of Daryl Henderson, who played only 18 snaps last night. Michelle uh, looked really good. 92 rushing yards, two receptions, 23 receiving yards. And then on the Seahawks side of the ball, I, I think it's probably a little bit of an overstatement to call any of these guys standouts. Russell Wilson, 17 at 31, 156 passing yards, awful interception, missed DK Metcalf wide open for the game-tying touchdown. Rashad Penny started this game at running back, left due to injury. While he was out with injury, DJ Dallas scored a short touchdown. DJ Dallas also was playing on the passing downs, three receptions for 11 yards. But I do think uh, Pete Carroll was telling the truth that he wanted to use Rashad Penny like the lead back. You know, in pretty much the entire second half, Rashad Penny was there. And uh, for, for most of the game until the last two drives, Gerald Everett uh, with no Tyler Lockett in there was actually – the second leading wide receiver for the Seahawks. So 
You know, the Rams, uh, the Rams have been one of the most interesting teams in fantasy football this year. And if you've hung on to Sony Michelle this entire time, you have to be feeling pretty good about his prognosis heading to the fantasy playoffs. Absolutely. And uh, we were sort of lied to yesterday by McVay, right? He pretty much said it'd be a 50 50 split between Ben Henson and Michelle. Shocking uh, that he wouldn't tell us the truth there. Uh, and, you know, Craig and I talked about this. We, I sort of guessed wrong. Okay, it'll be Henderson that would get the lead, be the lead there because I figured McVay was lying. Why would he tell us the truth? It made, didn't make much sense here. But ended up going the other direction here. Rams, they've got a shot in this division now. It's amazing. Uh, Arizona losing to the Rams and losing to Detroit has opened the door here. Right now, Arizona's only ahead of them and ha- would clinch the division title the season ended today because uh, they play better in the division. They have a better division record than the Rams. They're 4-1, Rams are 3-2. and two. Arizona, uh, they're playing Indianapolis this week. A hot Colts team that needs to keep winning here. Rams play Minnesota. We could see a change. Could see a change. Then Arizona plays Dallas the week after and Seattle the week, week after that. So uh, this is the Cardinals. Remind me of last year again. Got off to a great start, then imploded at the end, ended up not making the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs this year, but I wonder if maybe not with the division title of their belt there. They're having a lot of problems there. Rams are sort of feeling it. Rams are feeling it. Uh, they're, I think they're a dangerous team come playoff time. I do. Seattle, well, they're done. And I think it's going to be a lot of changes in Seattle during the offseason. And you know what? For all these teams that are going to go Guga over Russell Wilson, what the hell is wrong with him? All right, he does not look good. Is the finger still not healthy? That's the only thing I can really uh, put my put my finger on. It. It's, it has to be because he's he's awful. He's just bad. And he uh, he was he was good last week. Looked like he, he rebounded. Okay, now it's healthy. But last night was not pretty. Not pretty at all. If he was healthy, they probably beat the Rams in that game. No, no, he he was awful. And you know, I think that the the one overwhelming thing is like this marriage between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and the Seahawks organization. It can't continue because Pete Carroll doesn't even really want Russell Wilson to be his quarterback, right? I mean, he doesn't want to throw the ball. He doesn't want to be like Pete Carroll wants to run the I formation. He wants to he wants to give Adrian Peterson 20 carries. He wants to give his running backs, you know, 35 combined rushes. He he believes in that that magic number thing of like if you have 50 completed passes plus rushes, you should win the game. Um so I don't know, where do you think Russell Wilson plays next year? Denver I think would be an option. The New York Giants I think would be an option, maybe even the New York Jets. Probably not, probably not Brett's Jets. Who who do you think Russell Wilson is playing for next season? Well, we keep hearing that he wants to, or him and his wife want to go to a big city, right? So the Giants make some sense. Uh, there'll be a new GM there. Might There should be a new coach there as well. I think they will move on from Daniel Jones, or at least he won't be the starter there. So the Giants make some sense. Pittsburgh, not really the big city type, but they could make some noise here. Let's say Philadelphia has their quarterback. Green Bay doesn't really apply because they're certainly not a big city. So if, if he's going to follow through on what we, the rumors we're hearing about big city, it really is the Giants there. Right, we've heard them in the past as well. A couple of years ago, we were thinking about the Giants too when uh, Wilson and Carroll first started having their problems here. So, I mean, it's, it could be any of these teams, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Giants. I don't think it's going to Houston. Denver, maybe Denver. But I think Denver has their eyes on Aaron Rodgers. I think Denver does have their eye on Aaron Rodgers as well. But I don't think he's leaving. That is my, my new hot take is that Rodgers is going to win, you know, 13 games here with Green Bay, going to make the NFC Conference Championship game again and not going to leave, which I think is going to kind of screw the plans for some of the NFL teams that structure their offseason around trading for them. Everyone, we're going to go ahead and run to break the Fantasy Football Waiver Wire when we get back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz as we're getting ready to go through the, I can't even believe I'm about to say it, the Week 16 Fantasy Football Waiver Wire semifinal week for most, if not all, Fantasy Football Playoff Championships. George, real quick before we get in to the Waiver Wire, what is your Fantasy Football Playoff situation? Are you through? How many teams are we are we sweating here? Are you done? What's uh, what's the George Kurtz fantasy football playoff situation like? I have four teams left uh, and one in my second biggest money league, which is a home league. I'm playing my brother this week. And as I uh, complained yesterday, and I'll keep complaining today, uh, I had a bye. Had a great season, 12-2. and two, Really good season. I also had Chris Godwin on that team. Travis Kelsey on that team. One of my backup wide receivers is Cole Beasley. Uh, and that's there's somebody else who's also was put on IR. I lost four players. I didn't play last week. I lost four players. I'm, I'm crying here, literally crying, weeping, uh, losing all these players. Uh, my brother was the sixth seed, but he's that uh, team that got in because, uh, not because of the record, but because he had the most points of a team, regardless of record, that wasn't going to make the playoffs. So he's got a good squad. And, of course, he gets the benefit of Rojo because uh, Fournette's out. He didn't have Fournette, but he has Rojo. He had no running backs. His running backs are terrible, and now he gets Rojo here. So I am just crying, bitching, complaining, and I'm going to keep doing it all week. I don't care. So uh, and so I, I'm just annoyed. Annoyed to no end is how I can put you at this, because I'm going to lose to my brother because of all the injuries. Boom, boom. Yep. It's, uh, it's terrible. I have a couple teams that are in the situation of your brother. You know, I have Ronald Jones on the bench. I have Justin Jackson on the bench, Gabriel Davis on the bench, where I'm benefiting from injuries. I also have a lot of teams. Uh, I, I'm in a 16-team dynasty league that has not only Chris Godwin, but also has Mike Evans. Started them both all season long, losing both of them. You can imagine my backup options in a 16-team league. Not particularly great, so we are, uh, we're definitely going to struggle through that. But uh, as we look at the waiver wire quarterbacks for this week, remember, George, the question I posed to you last week when we did this segment is, should I pick up any of these guys and start them over Dak Prescott? And the answer was yes. I absolutely should have started Jimmy Garoppolo, any of these guys, over my guy, Dak Prescott. I, I happened to make it through in the league where I didn't do that, but I'm even more tempted to do it this week. So let's take a look at the Week 16 waiver wire quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo still not owned in uh, you know every league, and he's just been churning out the numbers. Carson Wentz gets what I think is a very positive matchup against Arizona. Jared Goff is on the COVID list, but he tested positive on Sunday. And again, the NFL is loosening and changing the rules for COVID guys. So so early in the week, you know, we're talking on Wednesday. I'm not ruling any COVID guys out right now because the NFL is is just rapidly changing the rules. Cam Newton gets to play Tampa Bay. I know Cam has been awful in real football, but I'll say this right now. I think I would rather start Cam Newton than Dak Prescott, which feels insane. It feels insane, George, but Cam just runs every week and Dak is doing nothing. And then our our desperation streamer of the week is going to be Ben Roethlisberger against Kansas City, basically just hoping he has to throw 45 times in this game. Najee Harris looked awful running the ball last week against the Titans. What are your thoughts on waiver wire quarterbacks this week? Yeah, I think these guys are all playable in certain situations, right? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo against Tennessee. I mean, I think he'll get you a a, a decent floor where you're not going to fall through. You know, you're not going to fall through. You'll be okay here. So I don't mind Garoppolo tomorrow. I think Stanford wins the game too. Uh, Carson Wentz. I don't know what to think about this guy. He should be much better than he is because they've, he's got Taylor behind him, right? And everyone's worried about Taylor. No one cares about Wentz, but he was pretty bad. He was pretty bad Saturday against the Patriots. And maybe, once again, that's the Patriots. Good uh, pass defense here. Uh, but I, once again, you said Arizona not playing well. I don't mind Carson Wentz either. 
Golf, you know what? I might actually go with Golf out of all these guys if he wasn't in COVID. And, and I agree with you. He'll probably pass, you know, with the new uh, relaxed rules. As long as he's not asymptomatic, uh, gets, gets a couple of uh, good tests there. Uh, but I can't, I can't make that claim tonight. That's the problem. If you're going to claim somebody tonight. Maybe you're not. Maybe if you have all these five guys available in the league, like, like I'm not claiming anybody. I'll, I'll pick them up for free tomorrow, uh, which is fine. I generally will go with that scenario in a couple of leagues. And I do need to pick a quarterback in one league because I have Lamar Jackson. I can't take that chance whether or not he plays. So we'll see that. Uh, you know, so there are quarterbacks available. Big Ben, my, uh, Kansas City's in COVID hell, right? This could be a better game for Ben than we think, but – Probably the weather not good, and that's not good for Ben. Bad weather is not good for Ben at this point in his career. So that's been my one worry there. And I think some of these plays for Kansas City will come back as well. If you think Goff's going to come back, maybe Kelsey does come back. Maybe Tyreek Hill does come back. So we could have that as well here. And as you said for Cam Newton, yeah, he sucks as an NFL quarterback. But as a fantasy one, he's still good. He's still getting a rushing touchdown each and every week, it seems like. I'm probably going with Cam, say, play out of all these guys, uh, assuming – uh, you don't want to wait on Goff, but Goff gets that Atlanta defense, and they're playing for the Lions are playing for him. He's the guy. If I'm waiting, I might just go with him for the higher upside. Yeah, I, I mean, it does feel crazy. Like, isn't it insane? We're sitting here in Week 16, but I mean, some of the some of the fantasy quarterbacks that have gotten us here, George, have been bad. Dak has been bad. Kirk Cousins, who people have been writing, he's been bad. Right, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Other, if he, if Ryan Tannehill didn't score the rushing touchdown last week, he would have had like four fantasy points. So I don't think it's crazy. I think quarterback in the next position we're about to get into, quarterback and tight end, is a spot where I'm actually not afraid to sit my studs, especially if they have been, you know, not producing because the scoring environment has been so bad. I also should have added uh, Tyler Huntley on that list. I think Lamar is going to be back, but if Huntley goes again. I have to put him up there as as quite a good fantasy starter. Uh, let's move now to the tight end position. So Zach Gentry is the last tight end left on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster uh, because Pat Fryermuth got a concussion last week. It's his second concussion of the season. Gentry played 76% of the snaps last week after Fryermuth got banged up. Eric Ebron is out with a knee injury. If the league makes the Kansas City Chiefs play on Sunday and doesn't postpone the game the way they did for the two games that got played last night. Blake Bell and Travis Kelsey are both on the COVID list for the Kansas City Chiefs, and their other tight end, Jody Fordson, is on the IR. Noah Gray is the last tight end left on the Kansas City Chiefs roster. I have to think he would be a decent streamer. Ricky Seals-Jones, we mentioned him a little bit earlier in the show. He did split time with John Bates last week, but it's possible that he is still working his way back to full health and they would expand his role. And then Albert Okue Boonham, I don't know why it is, but the team seems to love him. They seem to love targeting him. Uh, he has at least four targets in each of his last three games, scored the touchdown against Detroit, but also the starting quarterback this week, we think, for the Denver Broncos is going to be Drew Locke and not Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, do you know who Drew Locke's college roommate was, George? It was none other than Denver Broncos tight end, Albert Okue Boonham. Him and Locke were, were college roommates. Uh, I did not know that. Real interesting fact there. And uh, kudos for you for learning how to pronounce that last name. He is forever Albert O as far as I'm concerned, uh, as I'm not going through that last name. I have enough problems with the NHL uh, last names. So, uh, listen, if I'm going to rank these guys, I'll probably go in the reverse order that we have it listed here. I'm going Albert O, Seals, Jones, and Gary and Gentry is just really dartboard throwing, hoping, hopes and prayers there. And it will also depend on Fryer, Muth, and Kelsey. Uh, I don't think – I don't know if Fryer was going to get in. I don't know if the NFL – uh, as far as the concussion protocols, if you have a second one in season, if that's tougher to come back from, I don't think so. It's, once again, you got to pass the baseline test to get that independent neurologist to, uh, to say it's okay. So they go through the uh, normal procedures there. Maybe it's just harder to go through those procedures might be the one thing. Uh, like I said, I have Kelsey in that one league, and I am just – he has the biggest game ever, and I didn't need it because uh, once again, I had to buy. And now he's not going to play for me in the playoffs. I, I – I'll be so aggravated if he's out on Sunday. So hopefully, uh, you know, if they, whether that they move the game or whatever that Kelsey does play and just do, uh, now that these uh, protocols have loosened the law a little bit. So I can't claim him because Kelsey still might get there. I can't claim, the, uh, once again, can't claim Gentry because Freiburg still might get there. So it's Albert O and uh, Ricky Seals-Jones for me. And I would much rather, even if, uh, by the way, even if Albert O wasn't in 
the same uh, college dorm room as uh, Locke. I would still rather have Albert O over Ricky Seals-Jones. Haven't really seen much from Ricky Seals-Jones. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Washington on Sunday. I assume it will be Heineke going against the Cowboys Sunday night. Uh, but the Cowboys beat the crap out of him the last time these two teams played. Uh, so I don't see that changing on a faster turf. A faster turf, uh, you know, at uh, AT&T Stadium. I do think the Washington game plan will be different in that in that contest. There'll be a lot of short throws to get rid of the ball, so Heineke doesn't take that beating. But Dallas will know that's coming as well here. So give me Alberto. If Alberto is available, I'll take. I'd rather have him. I know no offense there, but give me Alberto. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, it might sound crazy, like, oh, I'm going to start Alberto in the playoffs. But I mean, just uh, we've lost T.J. Hawkinson. Certainly, if you have. Mark Andrews or George Kittle, you're feeling very good about your tight end position right now, but you're missing Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, I guess I guess Zach Ertz has been a good fantasy starter. Dallas Goddard has been a good fantasy starter. But we talk about this every week with the uh, the tight end position. It's just very hard to find guys who are are consistent fantasy producers. I I actually have I've been thinking about this a lot. I I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic because I think one of the things the NFL might do is they might look at the product that the team that the teams have put out on the field this year and they might go how do we make this better I mean other than the the obvious stuff that the, that COVID is is just decimating these teams uh I think everyone can agree like we kind of liked the 2020 product better we liked when game totals were routinely 55 56 no one I, I don't think people are enjoying these 39-and-a-half-point team totals, so I, I, I would not be surprised to see some rule changes coming in in the NFL that makes offense a little bit more popular. So we went through the quarterbacks and the tight ends here for the waiver wire week 16 of the fantasy football playoffs. When George and I come back from break, we are going to take a look at the waiver wire running backs this week as well as the waiver wire wide receivers. Going to run through all of the names coming up. So everyone, stay on the grid, stay tuned to Fantasy Sports today. We will see you back in just a few moments. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Maddock, and before George and I resume going through the waiver wire options this week in fantasy football, I need to remind all of you to follow at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV on Twitter. You are going to get the best news, notes, injury updates, line movements when Joe Johnson signs with the Boston Celtics, when uh, a game has been canceled, when a game has been moved, when a game is resuming, you're going to get all of those updates from at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. You're also going to get highlights from all of our shows. We know you can't watch 18 hours a day and we don't want you to miss anything. So definitely make sure to follow at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram and interact with our videos and content there as well. So, George, it's time to get to the headliners this week. We actually have, I think, 
quite a few interesting guys at the running back position on the waiver wire this week. Leonard Fournette placed on the short-term IR. The team is hopeful that he's going to be able to come back for the NFL playoffs. Giovanni Bernard is also on the short-term IR. The team signed Le'Veon Bell as sort of their emergency running back. But to me, I think Ronald Jones is, is honest to God, the best running back pickup of the season. Um, you know, I guess Eli Mitchell all the way back in week one, knowing what we know now. But it's just so clear that Ronald Jones is going to be the early down back and the goal line back for basically the best offense in the NFL. I also think it is worth noting that Keyshawn Vaughn is maybe worth a, a buck or two in free agency as well because he is going to be the third down back. The Buccaneers do not trust Ronald Jones in pass protection. I mean, we just know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Duke Johnson, 100 yards and a touchdown last week against the Jets. I don't think you put that cat back in the bag. It would really surprise me to see Miles Gaskin uh, resume his job as the starter here for Miami. We got conflicting reports on whether or not Austin Eckler is actually on the COVID list. We heard that he was, then that he wasn't, and I searched before the show. I couldn't find anything definitive, so we have Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, Larry Roundtree. Uh, I would rank them you know, in that order of preference. Sort of a sneaky one, Samaj Pirine gets to play the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Mixon left the game last week with an ankle injury. Head coach Zach Taylor said on Monday that he was uh, that he was unsure on Joe Mixon's availability. I actually think I'd rather have P. Ryan than Ronald Jones, even if it was just for that one game, because I don't think P. Ryan will lose much of any work to Chris Evans or Travion Williams. And then, weirdly enough, again, we're, we're talking about weird stuff happening in the NFL. Latavius Murray flip-flopped Devonta Freeman as the lead running back for Baltimore last week. Uh, neither of them got very many touches, but Latavius did get both more touches and more targets than Devonta Freeman against Green Bay. So that is our running back list for the week. This seems to be a common theme all season long for me. I've had a much easier time finding running backs than I have wide receivers. All season long, I can find a running back here. Uh, now you're right about Rojo. I'll, I'll bring up two points that would uh, scare me a little bit about him. Listen, if he's available, I'm claiming him. Don't get me wrong here, but I'll play uh, devil's advocate here. One, if he turns it over. He fumbles a football uh, areas might drop kick him uh, out of the stadium. All right, that'd be one. Two, you already said it. He gets Tom Brady hit hit hard because he missed a block or didn't pick up his assignment. Same thing. Arians might drop kick him out of the stadium. So that's two things I'll be looking for here. I think, once again, once he has the ball in his hands, he's going to perform well. No doubt in my mind he will. But uh, I do worry a little bit about that. Uh, Duke Johnson. I mean, Miami, is, uh, the game is Monday night. Uh, Miami has to go with a hot hand here. Really, that's what, I think it's what they did on Sunday. Uh, Duke Johnson played so well. The Jets, listen, you and I can run for a – sorry, Brett. You and I can run for 120 against the Jets. They're a bad rush defense, which I find amazing with uh, Soleil being their head coach. Uh, well, he won't be the head coach Monday, probably not with COVID. But uh, I said, I think it starts off with Duke, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if Gaskin or even Ahmed gets back in there. Uh, that being said, I don't think any of them are going to do anything against uh, New Orleans. I think that defense is really good, good rush defense there. I think they'll keep them all in check there. I don't think anyone's going to be worthy of a, a great fantasy game unless they fall into the end zone and you get your touchdown deal in that way. Eckler, I just checked the same thing as you here. It is weird. Uh, he wasn't put on the COVID list, which would make you think he doesn't have COVID. We'll probably find out later today, actually, have he got on the field at all the last couple of days when they refer, uh, released their first uh, practice report of the week. We should get that probably eh, a couple of hours. Uh, well, maybe that'll clarify things a little bit here about what's going on with Eckler. If he is out, I'm probably going with Justin Jackson. He'd be the guy I want there as far as that trio is concerned. Uh, as far as Perrine, there these two teams are playing each other, Perrine, Murray. Uh, looks like we got a little brief sigh of relief that Mixon wasn't hurt worse. He did get back on the field late in that game. I think it was pretty much uh, in victory formation, but he did get back on the field. I've got Mixon in a couple of leagues. I can't afford to have to lose him, so I need Mixon to play here. Uh, and you were right, the Freeman-Murray thing, they were going to have to throw the ball anyway. It was all Huntley in that game. Uh yeah, as well as he played here. But it does make me wonder, are they going to go back to Freeman now? Or is it now Murray? I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I'll have to see. I'll have to try and read more into that before I make that determination. I do have Freeman in a league. Murray's available. I'm wondering, should I go out and claim him? 
I, I think all of these guys deserve claims. Um, you know, like for like for example, I think I like all of these guys as better claims than any available wide receiver this week. Uh, unless unless for some reason you are playing in a league where Gabriel Davis did not get picked up last week. If you are in you know a ten team league or really shallow benches or something. But uh, I, I think that there is a chance that Jones could be a league winner this week. I think Duke Johnson could get another 20 touches. I could see Justin Jackson. Again, we will probably learn, uh, you know, one way or the other on Austin Eckler's status this week. Um, and even, even Pirine, right? Even Pirine with a start against Baltimore, we would have very high fantasy expectations for him. Let's go ahead and move on to the, the, the wide receivers, though, because look, some people lost Godwin. Some people lost Evans. Maybe you're still trying to fill in for Adam Thielen. There are there are lots of guys, right? And and again, who knows who's going to show up on the on the COVID list, right? Uh, you you might feel really good about your wide receivers right now, and then oh, Debo Samuel's on the COVID list. I gotta I gotta replace him. So looking at the wide receivers this week, Byron Pringle and I suppose McCole Hardman are the big beneficiaries of all the COVID ta- COVID positives in Kansas City. If they are playing on Sunday, I think they're 11 personnel will be Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, McCall Hardman, Noah Gray, and, uh, you know, one of Daryl or CEH. Josh Reynolds had another big game last week, scoring the touchdown for the Detroit Lions. And, you know, it's also, we talked a little bit about Jared Goff earlier, but it it really is just this amazing matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. They are, they're, they're bad. And I think probably now the Falcons don't feel that they can find a playoff spot. So what are they even really showing up for? I put Darius Slayton in here just because of all of the guys who are not available for the New York Giants. So Sterling Shepard suffered a big injury last week. Um, Kadarius Toney is off the COVID list, but still dealing with a oblique injury. So unclear if he'll be able to play. So Slayton and Galladay, you know, I guess against Philadelphia, I, I'm doing the best I can. Uh, Laquan Treadwell. The, the weirdest storyline of the year has been Laquan Treadwell becoming the number one wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nine targets against Houston, six targets against Tennessee, five targets against the Rams, four for 62, four for 68, six for 57. The last three weeks for Treadwell, honestly, that's better than the production I've gotten from some of the guys I've been starting. And then I, I am very interested in Ben Skoranek, the rookie wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. He had four for 42 last night. He's only playing about 30% of the snaps, but doesn't it seem like Stafford just likes throwing the ball to him a little bit more than he likes throwing it to Odell? Oh, he may have more chemistry with him. They worked together longer, but Odell, you know, other than the first week he was there, you know, once again, he didn't know the system, so that he wasn't involved all that much. He even catching touchdowns. He did have the one big play last night that was called back, I believe, on a holding call. So I'm not going to freak out about Odell for one uh, one so-so game here. But that being said, I'd be lying if I didn't notice Sharonic. You know, and I did. And it did seem like, once again, that they had something there. Uh, so I don't think I could claim him, though, because, once again, I probably would rather have Odell. You got Van Jefferson there. We all know Cup is God. So uh, it's really tough to, for me to just uh, go on a guy who might be fourth on the depth chart here at wide receiver, you know, third at best if things go well. You know, so I don't think uh, I'm going to be uh, grabbing Sharona here. That being said, the way to beat Minnesota is throw the football. I mean, uh, Fields had close to 300 yards on Monday night, all right? So we know they could be, be beaten through the end. They just couldn't get the end zone. They had no problem getting in the red zone. They just couldn't get couldn't punch it in there. So uh, I think I don't think Stafford's going to have that issue, and maybe you do get that touchdown from Sharonic. It wouldn't shock me in, in the least here. But we have other, we have options here. I like Reynolds a lot this week if Goff can clear. All right, Atlanta, no secondary there either. And by the way, there's no pass rush there either. I mean, give Goff's back there, he could have a COVID test back there and still not get sacked. All right, he'll have all day to throw the football. So I hope Goff comes back for that game there. Uh, Darius Slayton versus Philadelphia, no. Now, just just say no. I'm not I'm not doing it. Uh, I'd have to be so desperate. I mean, really, my choice would have to be to get a, sec- a third wide receiver, Brett Levy, Davis Maddock, Craig Mish, or Darius Slayton. All right, and I still might go with Brett. All right, is no, not doing it for that. Uh, Treadwell, you're right. I mean, uh, former first round pick of the Minnesota Vikings finally found something. Granted, it took a bunch of injuries to do so, and a mess, disaster that is in uh, Jacksonville. But I can see this. It's a bad Jets team, right? I think the Jets might actually win this game, but still, bad team. I can see uh, Treadwell doing some damage here. He might be my second favorite here after Josh Reynolds, once again, assuming Goff is back. Pringle, I don't know who's playing Sunday. 
All right, for Kansas City, or if the game's even going to be played on Sunday. Wouldn't be all that shocked if the game is moved as well, by the way. So uh, my favorite guy here is going to be Reynolds, followed by Treadwell. Yeah, I, I I cannot possibly believe we are sitting here in, in week 16 of the NFL season and we are talking about Treadwell. But, I mean, honestly, if, if Trevor Lawrence cannot get to 250 passing yards and two touchdowns against the New York Jets, I don't care if you lost your head coach. I don't care that, you know, they're they're playing LaVisca Chenault out of position and Tavon Austin is the slot wide receiver and the offensive line is bad. This is a chance for Trevor Lawrence to show us something. I mean, he's just got to give us some semblance of, uh, of production. It is, it's, uh, it's really bizarre. So actually, this is a, this is a good one. Uh, Amari Cooper, George, he has been awful. He, I mean, just for the, the last month of the season, these are his results. Two for eight against the Giants. Five for 51 in a touchdown against Washington. Okay, fine. Two for 41 against New Orleans. Four for 51 against Atlanta. Two for 37 against Denver. So I, I'm going to press the screws to you. Laquan Treadwell or Amari Cooper this week in your fantasy football semifinal playoff round? Yeah, the Cowboys are a problem. And I've got Cooper in the league. I have to start him. I don't have anybody really worthy of uh, replacing him. And so I will start him Sunday night. Cowboys still have something to play for. You know, Washington, I don't know how beat up they're going to be. Who's going to come back from this COVID list by the time Sunday night rolls around. But still, they're playing on short rest. Right? They're going to get – how many practice days can they possibly get in this week? One, two at most here. So I'm still going to go with Cooper. As in, I have my doubts. Uh, I'm one who believes, by the way, I think Cooper's done in Dallas after this year. That contract, they can get pretty much get out from under it after this season, which will help them with the cap. But I think they'll sign Gallup. I think they'd rather have Gallup at this point. And Cooper's just not on the field enough. Uh, he gets banged up seems an awful lot. I think they'll move on. Uh, so, But that being said, I'm still starting Cooper this week. I can't, uh, can't make that – I can't sit him. Not for that. I have no trust in Dak right now. I think he was a little better last week. I think his numbers would have looked better if maybe C.D. Lamb would have caught the football. But, uh, you know, give me Cooper this week, but I don't have much confidence in it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have a ton of confidence in it either. I hope you're right, by the way, about Gallup and Cooper. I hope they let Gallup go – or hope they let Cooper go and re-sign Gallup. But, you know, we'll see. Everyone, we are going to go ahead and run out here uh, we're going to wrap up our, our final segment here. We're going to go to break. And when we get back, we are going to continue helping all of your football teams try to play SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz as we close out Hour 1 here on the show. And, George, I am saddened to, to know that uh, NHL players will be skipping the Olympics. Some of my, my favorite sports memories ever are of the, uh, the U.S. men's team. You, you probably, I think it was the 2010 Winter Olympics where uh, the U.S. men scored with 13 seconds left to get to overtime against Canada. But, yeah, just a, a real bummer, and I, I wonder what impact in general – 
COVID is going to have on, on the Winter Olympics if lots of athletes are going to find themselves skipping the events? Yeah, I think the problem is it's being played in China, right? I mean, does anyone, I know I've made many jokes, but does anyone really want to get quarantined for three to five weeks in China? You know, I think if they were allowing you to go home, you know, so you get the Omicron or whatever it might be, that you can still leave, you know, fine. But the fact that you got to stay there three to five weeks, I'm not, I'm not going for that. No, thanks. Uh, that's not happening. You know, I'm not, I'm not staying in China any longer than I have to be. So that's your issue there. I think the NHL canceling, uh, and this is a joint by the NHL and the NHLPA. This uh, should have joined announcement earlier today, although it was really the NHL pushing for it because they need their schedule to get in. They need that three-week break now to fit in all these games. Right now, the NHL has postponed 50 games, and there'll be more. So uh, I like the Winter Olympics a lot. I truly do. I mean, I like, obviously, the hockey, the luge, the ski jumping. I've always wanted, Davis, when you're when you're a ski jumper, and I, of course, I've never done this, you know, vroom, you're, you're, in the, you're in the air, 100, 150 feet above the ground. What are you thinking about when you know, oh, no, I'm not going to come down on my skis? What goes through your head? And I just uh, – this. So it's scared the life out of me. Bob Slut, I love there. So I'm uh, still looking forward. I will still watch, assuming they play these Olympics. But, uh, yeah, I hate the fact that the NHL is not participating as well. Yeah, look, uh, we will we will definitely do a little bit of Winter Olympic discussion on the show. I'll make uh, I'll make Craig and Brett let me shoehorn it in there a little bit. I really enjoyed the uh, the Summer Olympics, so I hope that uh, I hope that the quality of the games is not too diminished. We are going to go ahead and wrap up hour one here on the show. When we return, some NBA chatter and some fantasy football playoff talk, getting your rosters in shape. We will see you back for hour two in just a moment. Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming, odds, and more every day. You see a trend? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.